Daniel. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, today's topic is Hilchot Kviat Itim Torah, the dedicated time and amount of time that one needs to set aside to learn Torah. This is quite a controversial topic uh, as it has had many, many uh, changes or different uh, appearances in the Jewish world, especially over the last hundred years. So we're going to try and understand this topic. Um, and the question is, first of all, what's it doing? We just finished Hilchot Shachrit and the laws of Tushat Beit Knesset. So why are we talking about the laws of Talmud Torah? The Shulchan Aruch really focuses on the laws of Talmud Torah in Yoredea, um, which we already discussed in previous shirim. So what's it, why are we discussing it today? And the answer is because of the first source that the Shulchan Aruch quotes after we finish davening Shachrit. The Shulchan Aruch in Orachaim Kufnen Nunhei says, Achar she'atzami beit knesset after a person leaves the shul in the morning, the first thing that he should do is he should go to the Beit Midrash and designate time to learn Torah. And so that is why we're bringing in these, these laws because the Shulchan Aruch himself brings the laws of studying Torah at the end of Hilchot Shachrit and then in Yoredea, he brings a more global definition and the halachot of Talmud Torah in all its detail. So we're going to focus today on what does it mean that a person is obligated to go and study Torah? How much Torah should be studied? When should it be studied? Who should study it? Those are all the topics that we're going to be dealing with today. So, Be'ezrat Hashem, let us begin and our journey begins from a pasuk in Joshua, Sefer Yoshua. Famously, the Torah, the, the Tanakh tells us, Lo yamush sefer Torah picha v'igita bo yomam valaina. We know that the angel comes and tells Yoshua that the Torah should not depart from, one's from your mouth and you shall be delving into it day and night. In order that you'll be able to guard everything that is written in it. And then Hashem will make you, uh, let you succeed in your ways. And then you will prosper. This is a pasuk. And as we'll see, the Gemara in Masechet Menachot learns a halacha, practical halacha from this pasuk. We find a machloket, and important, let us note who are the speakers in Masechet Menachot Daf Tzadik Tet, a machloket Tanaim. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rav Shimon Ben Yochai. Our first opinion is Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, Rashbi, the author of the Zohar Kadosh. He tells us, Afilu lo kara adam ele kriyat shachrit va'arvit, even if a person would have only recited Kriyashma in the morning and the evening, he will fulfill the Pasuk that we just read in the Sefer Yoshua, 
of learning Torah via Gita by your man Valayla, that you will learn it day and night. All you need to do, says Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, Rasat Kriyachma in the morning, Rasat Kriyachma in the evening, and seemingly you have fulfilled your obligation of Talmud Torah. Sha'al ben Dama ben Achotoshel Rabbi Ishmael et Rabbi Ishmael. So Rabbi Ishmael's nephew, ben Dama, asked him the following Shaila. Kagonani, person like me, Shalamaruti kola Torah kula. And I've already learned all of the Torah. Maulilmod chokmayivanit. Can I learn Greek wisdom? And he said, And Rabbi Ishmael turned to him and quoted the Pasuk in Yoshua. And you have to learn day and night. Go and see a time that is not day and that is not night. And that's the time when you can learn Greek wisdom. Seemingly, Rabbi Ishmael seems to be saying a person has to, they, one has to learn day and night, and there's no time to learn Greek wisdom. This isn't the topic for today. What exactly is Greek wisdom? Is it secular studies? Is it something else? That is a discussion, and it's beyond the purview of today's shir. We will, Bezrat Hashem, deal with it in another shir. But when it comes to, let's just focus on the Talmud Torah aspect. Rabbi Shmuel seems to be saying a person has to learn the whole day, the whole night, and there's no time to learn anything else, to do anything else. So on the one hand, we've had two opinions. Rav Shimon Bayochai seems to imply that all you have to do is recite Shachrit, Kriyachma in Shachrit and in, and in Marit. And by that, you fulfill your obligation of Talmud Torah, Lo Yamush Torah, and Vigita Boyamamalai. According to Rabbi Shmuel, seems to be the complete opposite. You have to learn all day and all night. And then, says the Gemara, brings a third opinion. And this argues with Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni. He quotes Rav This verse that we both Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and Rabbi Shmuel quoted from Sefer Yoshua, this isn't a source of an obligation to learn Torah. It's not an obligation. It's not a mitzvah. What is it? Ela bracha. Right? It's a bracha. What was HaKadosh Baruch saying to Yoshua? You want to succeed? Learn Torah. And then at the end of the Pasuk, we just go back to the what did the Pasuk say? If you want to know how to be successful in life, learn Torah day and night, and then you will be successful. It doesn't sound like a command, says Rav Shmuel Barachmeni in the name of Rav Yonatan. It's a bracha. Akash Baruch is almost giving you an Eitzatoba. You want to be successful, learn Torah. That's what it seems to be, at least according to Rav Yonatan. Pasuk de enol locho vavalo mitzvah el bracha. It's a blessing. That the words of Torah are so sweet to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. oil. He never left the tent. 
the words of Torah are so sweet to you. I give you a bracha that you'll never leave learning Torah. So it, it almost says something even further than what I said. It's not just a general bracha. It's a specific bracha to Yahshua, who has shown how, how deep, his deep love and devotion and dedication to Talmud Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him a bracha that he should always be able to learn that way. However, an obligation, a mitzvah, according to Rabbi Yonatan, that's not the pasuk. So to summarize, in the Gemara, in Masechet Menachot, we have found three shitot. Opinion number one of Rav Shimba Yochai says, from the Pasuk in Sefer Yoshua, I learned that a person has to recite Kriyat Shema in the morning, Kriyat Shema in the evening. By that, he fulfills his obligation of Talmud Torah. Rabbi Yishmael takes the same verse and says, no, from that verse, I learned that a person has to learn in the whole day and the whole night to the extent that he doesn't have time to learn Chachma, Chochma, Yevanit, Greek wisdom, implying that a person should be learning. 24-7. And then you have the third opinion of Rabbi Yonatan that says, no, this pasuk is not a source of a mitzvah of an obligation at all. It's a bracha. Not only is it a bracha to people to learn Torah, it's a bracha specifically for Yoshua Ben-Nun, who showed his dedication. And now, Kosh Baruch Hu say, okay, I'm going to give you a bracha that you'll always be able to sit and learn Torah. Okay. Having said that, having said that, we now go to a more famous Gemara. Can I just ask you a question? Does Sefer Achinuch in any place mention this as one of the Torah mitzvahs? Yes, he does. Oh, okay. I sure we'll come to it towards the end. Uh, Dr. I, I didn't see it in the in the source in sheet, but, but uh, he definitely does lead it. The question is where? where what's the source of the the, okay. the that he quotes? Very good. Uh, good, Tyler. Okay, Blinera will will. If I don't get to it this year, remind me, we'll get to it next year. Okay. Says, and now more famous Gemara, and that is Masechet Brachot, maybe because it's the beginning of Shas, not the end of Shas, uh, that people know it. And this is a famous Gemara in Brachot Aflam and Hay. The Rabbanan, the Rabbis taught, Va'asafta the Ganecha, the Torah tells us, and you shall gather your grain. This is a famous Pasuk that we say every day in Kriyat Shema. What is it coming to teach me? Because the Torah, meaning the Tanakh, has told me, since the Tanakh, HaKosh Baruch Hu, has told us that the Torah should never leave your mouth, I might take this literally, meaning every, every second of the day and the night, I should be learning Torah. Talmud Lomar, therefore the Torah tells me, and you shall gather your grain. A person has to live his life according to the Derech Eretz, the way of the world, or how we're going to translate Derech Eretz over here is making a parnasa, uh, going and working and having a job. Divrei Rabbi Ishmael. This is the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. Remember, in the Gemara in Menachot, Rabbi Ishmael was the one who said, you have to learn Torah all day and all night, so there's no time to learn Greek, um, Greek wisdom. This opinion here, the same Rabbi Ishmael, seems to be saying completely different opinion. 
person's allowed to go out and work. Don't take their pasuk literally. That's why the Torah told us, verse after the Ganechas, that we shouldn't think that you have to spend every wake uh, second that one is awake learning Torah. So what's going on over here? Interestingly enough, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai Omer, and now listen to Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. Remember, the Grand Menachot said, according to Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, all I have to do is recite Kriyat Shema in the morning and Kriyat Shema in the evening, and I fulfilled my obligation. Same Rav Shimon Bar Yochai Omer. Efshar Adam Choresh Bishat Harisha is a person going to plow at the time of plowing. Vedash Zorea Bishat is going to plant at the time of planting. Kotzer Bishat Kutzira is going to harvest when we need to harvest. Dash Bishat Tisha is going to winnow when he needs to winnow. Vezorea Bishat Aruach, right? And after um, he has, uh, um, sorry, after he's threshed when he needs to thresh, and then winnows at the time of the winnowing. And then, what's going to be with the Torah? When I'm Israel are doing what they need to do, then what's going to happen? We don't need to work. Our work will be done by others for us. That the Pasuk in Yeshayahu says that strangers will stand and feed your flocks and the foreigners, they will become your plowmen, etc. But when people are not doing what HaKosh Baruch wants from us, then we have to go out and work. As the Pasuk says, and you will gather your crop. The Lord, not only, we'll have to do other people's work, and you will serve your enemies. So, what is Rabbi Ishmael really saying? Here, Rabbi Ishmael doesn't, seems to be saying that learning Torah uh, should be done all the time. And going out and working, Lichora, is because it's a punishment. It's a punishment. It means we're not doing what we what we should be doing. But ideally, we should be sitting and learning Torah all day. So 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 which one is it? Because the same Rav Shimon Bayachai and Menachot said that all I have to do is fulfill Rasat Kriyachma in the morning and in the evening, and I've fulfilled my obligation. And here Rav Shimon Bayachai tells me um, that really I should be learning all day and, and my parnasa should be done by other people. And so what's going on over here? Now, if that's not confusing enough, Abaya comes to a conclusion, at least in Masech Brachot. Many people have followed the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael and it worked. Many people went follow Rabbi Ishmael, meaning they, they, they didn't work. They just learned Torah all day. And um, it didn't work for them. So really, we have two seemingly contradictory gemarot. Not only are they contradictory gemarot, but the people, the same two Tanaim, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimobay Yochai, seem to have opposite opinions in Masech Menachot and Masech Brachot. So what are we going to do with, how, how are we going to get out of this trollet? Furthermore, if it's not brought down in the, in the Tzurba, 
But there seems to be a contradiction between the Mishnayot. We know the Mishnayot in the Sechet Avot that basically says, Yafet Talmud Torah in Derech Eretz, that uh, the, the combination of learning Torah and working is, uh, is, is favored. Why? Because if you don't work, it's going to cause a person to sin. Um, on the other hand, the Mishnayot say, right? anyone who uh, accepts upon himself the yoke of Torah, et all uh, So he does, Baruch Hu takes care of his, his uh, Parnassah. So it seems to be that not only a contradiction in the Gemara, in the Brightas, it's a contradiction in the Mishnayot. So how are we going to resolve all of this? And Abaye seemed to um, take the side of Rabbi Yishmael in Masechah Brachot that said that pretty much a few people, you know, many people tried Rabbi Yishmael by Yochai just to learn Torah and not to work. It didn't work. And many people took the opinion of Rabbi Yishmael and it did work for them. Almost seeming to be uh, giving a conclusive opinion as to how we should be machriya, what which opinion we should take as halachalamites. So let's, in order to resolve all of this, all of these different opinions, let's see how the different Rishonim uh, Achronim dealt with this issue. So if you see over here on uh, page two hundred and sixty on my screen here, we have a nice summary, a little table over here. If you look in Masechet Brachot, Rabbi Shmuel says that one should work normally, whereas Rav Shimon Bar Yochai says study Torah full time when when one follows the Davan will. Whereas in Masechet Menachot, we seem to be the opposite. Rabbi Shmuel says one should study Torah full time, whereas Rav Shimon Bar Yochai says all we need to do is recite Kriyat Shema. Let me add one more question to this. A trolling pot before we try to start resolving the issue, and that is Rabbi Shimon Bayechai's opinion in Masechet Brachot seems very difficult because we recite Kriyatma every day, every day. And what does the second paragraph of Kriyatma start off with? If we listen to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and we do what He wants, and then the the, the Torah gives a few psukim listing all the brachot that are going to take place. And, you know, there will be rain in its time. And part of those brachot are basafta teganecha. And we will be able to harvest our grains, which implies that us being able to harvest our grains seems to be a bracha. Whereas According to Rabbi Rav Shimba Yochai, Masechah Brachot, he said that that was actually when we are not fulfilling what Akash Baruch Hu wants for us. How does that fit in with the simple reading of the Psukim? A very difficult shita within uh, Rabbi Shimba Yochai. Okay, let's look at one answer of Rav Yaakov uh, Kanievsky, who's a discipler. Uh, was the father of Rav Chaim Kenevsky Zatzal, who just passed away. So, the disciple in his Sefer, Kilot Yaakov, says as follows. Venire, and he comes with a quite a longish uh, definition of mitzvot. So, let, let's uh, learn this together and see how this applies to our question that we have just posed. Da'gedru kach, 
the bechol mitzvot chiyuviyot, all positive mitzvot gamshu anus milakia mitzvah, even if one cannot uh, fulfill the mitzvah because of because of uh, he's under duress again, you know, it's beyond his control. And in heaven, there's no complaint against him for not being able to fulfill the obligation. There's still an obligation. It's just like you have to have been at work, but because let, let's let's take an employee. I'll give an example. An employee has to be at work from, let's say, in it's from Monday to Friday. He happens to be, he broke his leg, he happens to be in hospital. The employer is going to say, okay, you're absent from work, even though you have to be here, but you're absent because you have a good reason. You happen to be in hospital. Whereas on Sunday, in Chutzlaretz at least, the employee, it's not that he's absent from work. He doesn't have to be at work on Sunday. So we all understand on Sunday, he didn't have to be at work. And on Monday, he had to be at work, but he had a good reason not to be. And that's okay. There's no, there's no complaints from the employer to the employee. Why don't you arrive on Monday morning? But you understand the difference between the two. The one is you have an obligation to be there, but because of a, a, a certain situation, you're exempt from being there. And the other is you, you don't have to have a, 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 you don't have to be there to begin with. Says the Gemara, says Rabbi, uh, the stipler, it is clear that a mitzvah, a positive mitzvah, even if your person has a good reason not to do it, there's still a mitzvah incumbent upon him. Fine. Right? Ravasaman in his Kovach Yurim, Hashem Nikom Damo. Aval, then he's going to bring a cat, some categories where this rule doesn't apply. For example, Kagon Mitzvah Tzedaka. Let's take the example of the Mitzvah of Tzedaka. Mishuani, person's a poor person. He doesn't have a cent to, to his name. He can't give a cent to, his, uh, to, to anyone. The din is, It's not that the Torah except, says, oh, there's a Mitzvah for you to give money, to give Tzedaka, but because of your situation, you're exempt. You have, it's like you have to be at work and on Monday, but because you're in hospital, so you get a, you get a, we accept your, 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 your absence. No. Ella, a no begetter anus rak patur. He is, the obligation for that person doesn't, doesn't begin. Because the nature of the mitzvah of tzedakah is according to one's capability, one's ability. When a person doesn't have money, there's no obligation. Similarly, a person who has to do acts of kindness with his body. Let's say, a person is, is, is paralyzed. How can he stand up for someone? How can he help someone across the road? He's paralyzed. So we're going to say he's got an obligation to help someone across the road, but because he's paralyzed, we're going to give him a pass? No. There's, that is the parameters of the mitzvah. Don't apply to him in that case. Every person has to do according to 
their ability, meaning let's not take the extreme case of a person who's paralyzed. A 90-year-old person doesn't have to help someone schlep books. He can't physically um, help uh, carry the books. Okay. Uh, sorry, and then he says, since the Torah didn't give set parameters and is according to each person's ability. And now says Rabbi Yaakov uh, Kanievsky, the style play says, similarly when it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, the Torah didn't specify you have to learn five daf a day or daf yomi a day, whatever it is. Then in essence, the obligation is according to each person's capability. Now when a person cannot learn, doesn't have time to learn. It's not that there's an obligation upon him, but he gets a pass. Rather, right? This is the, 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 that is his obligation, and he doesn't need to go further in his Talmud Torah. Sorry, one second, it's the Rosh Kolel, Harav. Ken. Ken, Ken. Ken, Ken, Ken. No, no, no. Nachon. Nachon, Okay, Shakwah. Nidvat. Okay, sorry about that. So uh, so he says, Einze begedem evatel mitzvah v'ones, elze gvulch yuvo, Right? Only one chapter, Shachrit, and one chapter, Mariv, that is the absolute definition for every person. That, the Torah says, let's say persons in RCU, persons in RCU, he has a chiyuv to say Kriyat Shema Shachrit and Mariv. It could be that in his situation, he's going to be exempt because he can't fulfill it. But that is an obligation. However, Dafyomi, he doesn't have an obligation to begin with there. That's the difference. That is the chidush of Rav Yaakov Kanievsky. And he explains it, Dikhtiv, V'yigita bo yamam v'layla, that pasuk ukshiye anus mi perekze ze machshev ze mechashev mevatel mitzvah. Meaning, the obligation is, as we said, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai in Masechet Menachot, kriyat shma shachrit, kriyat shma arvit. That is upon every single Jewish uh, male, um, and and he might be exempt, just like any positive mitzvah, if he's under duress then he might be exempt. But the obligation remains. More than that, that's something different. Each person, according to their capability, and that is the resolution, according to Rav Kanievsky, of the resolution between the contradiction in the Gemarot. There are opinions 
that actually change the names of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai and Rabbi Yishmael in Masechet Menachot, so that their opinions actually correlate. It's still there's a contradiction within the sugya, but but it, or at least there are two opinions, but at least it's not contradicting within the same person, within the same Tana. That's another resolution. Anyway, that is part of the resolution. If we go with this opinion of the Kilot Yaakov, that there's a minimal obligation, which is incumbent upon every person, and then after that, there's an obligation according to one's ability and capability, this would explain the Gemara in Masechem Nadarim, for those of us who are learning Dafyomi, this uh, was probably two, three, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I can't remember exactly, says the Gemara, the Amar of Gidol Amarav. Rav Gidol states in the name of Rav, Haomer Ashkim Veshne Perekze Eshne Masechet Zo, Neder Gadol Nadar Leloke Yisrael. A person wakes up and he says in a type of neder that he's going to take upon himself to learn Dafyomi or to learn this Masechet, etc. Says Rav, says Rav that it's like a, a proper neder or a shvua. More correctly, also Gemara, but we know that a person is already under oath from Sinai to learn Torah. So, how can a person take an oath to learn Torah? Says Gemara, what is the Chidush? If the Chidush is if it's come to tell me that a person is allowed to take an oath in order to create a greater motive for himself is going to move out of the sun. In such a case, we, we for those who are learning Masech Nadarim, that, that might work, right? And that makes sense. The only problem is, only problem is, is that Rab Gidel has already told us that. So why does he have to say it again? Says the Gemara, no. There was the first statement of Rab Gidel. So what's he adding? Explains the Gemara, Kmashmelan. Kevandi by Patanafshe the Kriyashma Shachrit Paharbit. Really, his obligation he could have fulfilled by just reciting Kriyashma in the morning, Kriyashma in the night. Mishum Hachi Chayel Shvua Alei. Because of this, when he took an oath to learn Dafyomi, whatever it is, to learn the Tsurbashir, that was above his basic requirement that he was took an oath from Har Sinai, and therefore, therefore his oath can um, come to uh, existence, and it is considered a bona fide legitimate shvua. This makes a lot of sense according to how we've understood Rav the stipler. The stipler said, "Yes, your basic obligation was less. It doesn't mean." that you shouldn't learn more according to your own capability. And this Gemara seems to fit in with this uh, opinion. Let's look at the Ritva. The Ritva takes a step back. The Ritva says something slightly different. The Ritva says, Umadrina, the Kevendi by Patan Nafshe Bekriyashma Shachrit Va'arvit Chayel Shwale. Since he could have fulfilled his obligation just by reciting Kriyashma in the morning and Kriyashma in the evening, that's good enough. Since 
that would have been he could he would have fulfilled his obligation. Says says uh, the Ritva one condition. That is only if he is not able to learn more. Because he's he has to go and earn a living. But if he doesn't have that um, necessity to go and earn a living, he's not going to be exempt from learning all day and all night as we saw in Masechet Menachot, in the opinion of Rabbi Yishma. What is the Ritva saying? The Ritva basically seems to say that I accept this opinion that there's a minimal amount. But according to a person's capability, that minimal amount is extended and each person has a different shiur. So it's slightly different to what we said in the name of the stapler. The stapler says, is, yes, yes. Does that uh, mean, what about the concept of Zman Bittel Torah? You know, the other side, the other, the reverse side of the coin, that if you're not learning Torah, that was Kilo Bittel Zman Torah. So both of them would agree that that's, that, that if you have to go out and work, you weren't born a billionaire. You weren't born a billionaire. So you have to go out and work, which is 99.9% of us. It's not considered Bittul Torah, not according to the Stapler, nor according to the Ritva. But if you have a few hours and you could learn Torah, then according to the Ritva, that is proper Bittul Torah. According so go to, go to the cinema, to the theater. Oh, so this 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 lands this now the question is the question is as follows what are the a person's necessities we all agree that a person when he's eating he's not over on beetle torah correct that the ritva would agree according to the ritva if a person needs to work that's not considered beetle torah because he needs to do it but what happens if a person also just needs Recreation time, just to, to, to be able to, to go for a walk. If he wants to, some people, recreation, it means playing sports. Some people, it's going to the cinema. Some people, it's doing all of that. Is that considered Bittal Torah? So I think the, the, the question is, why are you doing it? If you're doing it because a person needs a bit of downtime, and that downtime is going to allow him to serve a Kodesh Baruch then, that's a, then there's an argument to say, no, that's not Bittal Torah. A person's allowed, for example, going on holiday. It's time with the family. Is that Bittal Torah? One could argue, no, that's part of allowing me, these are, the each person has their necessities. What is the necessity? Is the holidays that have to be two weeks, that can be 10 days? I don't know. I don't know. It could be that if these are needs of a person, it's not considered bittal Torah. It's not considered bittal Torah. It becomes a bit of a gray area. Where do you draw the line? Who decides? You have to face the heavenly judge and explain it someday. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose whoever decides is a person. A person in the end of the day has to decide for themselves. 
right? And 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 we're all going to get to Shamaim, and we get to Shamaim uh, exactly as you say. We will have to give din and cheshbon for how we lived our lives. And if we can honestly say, listen, this is how what I needed. This was good for my family life, for to going out for dinner with my spouse. Is that bitul Torah? No, this is something important that we we we, we need to have a kesher, my, my my wife and myself. But but where the where the lines are drawn, very difficult to say. To me, it's all shalom bias. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Rabbi Tversky was a great advancer of that, you know, to spend uh, recharging time to either, I mean, uh, his, his particular things with classical music he liked and uh, baseball. But, you know, it was very much in, uh, that you need to recharge the batteries. Yeah. And if you're recharging batteries and then you, you learn double better and you're a better person, he had no problem with that. Right. Who, who, who are you quoting, Harold? Rabbi Tversky. Ah, so, so. Exactly. Exactly. So I think everyone would agree, recharging the batteries for however you're going to recharge it. So for some people playing baseball, for whatever, some people listening to music, that's fine. The question is, again, the parameters. Yeah, you know, you absolutely. Know, you know, do, is, do you have to spend the whole day on the golf course to recharge your batteries? Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> or, or, or you can only play nine holes instead of 18 holes? I don't know. I don't know. Mamash, I don't know. Okay. Let's, uh, let's continue. Um, now, when it comes to the definition of learning Torah, we found another, we, another definition that seems to imply that Kriyashma Shachrin and Mariv is not going to be good enough. The Gemara in Kiddushin, Daf Lamed, says, Tamar Rabbanah, Vishinantam, Pasuk in Shema, Vishinantam Levanecha, right? What does it mean, Vishinantam? So the sages learn out they should be sharp on your tongues. In fact, the Talmud often calls, Shmuel used to call his Talmud, Rav Yudah, Shinana, sharp one, right? They have to be sharp. What does it mean? What does it mean to be sharp? Person Shaila in Hilchot Mezuzah, Hilchot Kashrut, in Kilayim. Altadam Gem, do not, uh, do not stutter and say, oh, I'll get back to you. Rather, tell him the answer straight away. I have a, a, a friend who uh, was, is very close to Rav Moshe Sternbuch, uh, the uh, Avbeitin of the, of the um, Eidah Haredit, one of the big Poske Ador. Um, and, uh, and he's told me that he calls Rav, Rav Sternbuch, he's, he calls him almost every day, he, over the last 40 to 50 years, he asks a Shaila. Every time he asks a Shaila, on the spot he gets a reply. This and this and this and this. He's never, in all his years, speaking to Rav Moshe Sternbach, had to say, mm, and I'll get back to you. So that's a fulfillment of this, uh, of this opinion. How, the, in, however, in order to get to that level, you have to know you have to know it inside out. So that seems to imply that our level that we have to attain in our Talmud Torah is not good enough with just Kriya Shema in the morning and in the night. Rashi says it further. You have to continually invest and do Chazora right? and go into the depths of Torah. That if a person asks you a Shaila, 
Do not start stuttering and hesitating. A big chidush. Okay. Says the Samach, and we'll 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 uh, kind of I'm not sure if we'll have time for anything more than this today, but let's let's see what the Arsamach, Rab the famous uh, author of uh, Rab Meir Simcha of uh, of Dvint, who also wrote, wrote the Arsamach, and he is also the author of the Meshechachma, and he says as follows: and the Torah gives a mitzvah, it is equivalent to every person, whether you Moshe Rabbeinu or whether you are Dorom Padlashuk. The Torah achat The Torah says it's going to, there's one Torah, Pasuk in Zevah And therefore the Torah every mitzvah that we've been learning, we are careful to designate the parameters of each mitzvah because there has to be shavel chol nefesh. It's got to be something that is for all people. For example, taking the four, the arba minim. Everyone agrees, just by picking it up, you have fulfilled the obligation. Right? But those who want to be machmir, they hold the Arba Minim the entire day. Vinimsa. According to this, Mitzvah Talmud Torah Asher Bevadai im Yevakesh Adam Terefu Mazon Becholze Enon Echshav Lamafria Mitzvah Talmud Torah. When it comes to the Mitzvah Talmud Torah, if a person is trying to earn a livelihood, this is not considered as if he has sustained or shrugged off the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah. The Torah says you can go and harvest your, your grain, meaning go and earn a livelihood. Right? And similarly, a person who has he's got ADHD. Right? How could he say that there's, you know, an obligation on everybody, but people have different uh, temperaments. Some people can't sit down for more than 10 minutes at a time. So, and some people have to spend uh, 15 hours uh, trying to earn a paranasa. Therefore, the sages came and gave the parameters of Tamutra. And what is that? Kriyachma Shachrit. And Kriyachma Arbit. If a person recites Kriyachma in the morning and in the evening, in such a case, Kiyem the Agita Bo Yomam Balayla. He has fulfilled the obligation because the Torah had to have a uniform, standardized obligation that everyone can perform. Ulam, however, more than that, this is something not regarding the basic parameters of the mitzvah, but this is according to each person's capability. A person has to strive to fulfill it. Because the Torah has stressed so many times the importance of Talmud Torah. 
And a person has to excite himself to, to persevere and, and uh, sit at the, at the, on the doors of Torah. As all the Sfarim have talked about. And therefore, this what the Gemara that we just quoted. If he wanted to, he can fulfill his obligation by just reciting Kriyashma in the night and in the day. And because of this, the Torah obligated a person upon him. Right? So, but not every person has the ability to sit and learn in yeshiva all day and all night. That's one of the hardest things is to sit and learn all day and all night. Not many people are, are, are able to do it. And therefore, that's not what the Torah designated as a, uh, as a the, the basic obligation, but rather one above that. We kind of seeing a similar uh, definition of the basic requirement and something above that, uh, according to one's capability, according to one's financial situation, uh, how we define that extra obligation. It seems to me, according to the Ritva, that it really becomes a proper obligation. According to the uh, the Orachaim, um, sorry, the Orsameach, Rav, um, Rav Dvinsk, it doesn't seem that it becomes the, the basic obligation, but it clearly is still something that one should do or one's going to have to answer for when one gets to Shemaim. And that's what the Gemarim Shabbat, Lamed Aleph says, when a person reaches heaven, he says to him, did you do business faithfully? And did you designate time to learn Torah? And then another few other questions, etc. But this is one of the questions that we're going to have to ask. Um, so um, we will stop there for today. Uh, next week, Bezrat Hashem, we'll just summarize this in, in, in very brief. What is the basic obligation, etc., and the different opinions. And then we'll also talk about what, once we have an obligation, what should we be learning? and woman's obligation to learn Torah. So please God, Bezrat Hashem, we'll deal with both those topics next week. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Yashakoach. Thanks. Thank you that. very much. Have a good week. Have a good Shabbos. Bye. 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 Yeah.